Uh, I hope you can hear me. Let's see what I'm a very warm. A very warm welcome to Thomas Risley Church. This is our at home It's good to see everybody here on video and on phone lines, and a special welcome to those catching up on YouTube. Happy Easter. Jesus is risen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So there is a newsletter. Uh, Hopefully you can see it. upside down. My able helper. There is a newsletter outlining the activities that are happening at Thomas Risley. If you haven't received it on email, check out our website for lots of information, including junior church material for kids. (laughs) Our website is thomasrisley.org. I'm pretty well sure about that. A big thank you to Rachel and Andy for organising the website so fantastically. I'm not sure. That. Sometimes there's a delay because you ever so many people. Are. Please make sure that your microphones are muted during the service. Our service today is led by Reverend Stuart Nixon. But before I pass over to him, we're going to do birthdays. So does anybody have a birthday today or in the week ahead? Or is there anybody that we have missed? We can't do it. I know he's only been on other occasions to church, but our grandson, Oliver, Oliver is 11 today. Today. So. Ready? Yeah. It's Erin's birthday on Wednesday. Yay! <laughs> so I have here Erin and Oliver. And we're very happy to sing to them. So the girls are going to sing. If you could sing at home as well. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Happy birthday to Right. Without any further ado. I'm just going to pass over to Stuart. Thank you. I can't hear. Can you hear me? Good morning. 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 Great. We're going to do the uh, the usual Easter shout this morning. Uh, this is the only bit where uh, I'd like you to all unmute because we're going to do this together. Whatever noise we make, 
it might be a joyful noise. So when I say Christ is risen, if you can respond with, he is risen indeed, hallelujah. So I'll say Christ is risen, you respond as well as you can, he is risen indeed, hallelujah. Christ is risen. Now, thank you. You can put yourself in the Okay. He's not There we go. And our call to worship is Psalm 118. Open for me the gates of the righteous. I will enter and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord through which the righteous may enter. I will give you thanks for you have answered me. You have become my salvation. The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this and it is marvellous in our eyes. The Lord has done it this very day. Let us rejoice and be glad. Let's pray. Lord God, we praise you and we thank you for Easter. We thank you that your son came and gave his life for us on the cross. But on this Easter day was raised to life, overcoming death, overcoming hell, overcoming the pain and the suffering. Lord, thank you that you, through this resurrection day, give us hope. We thank you for your power in our lives. And we ask now as we worship you, as we come and gather together, even though we're in separate homes, but we're together in you, that your Holy Spirit might fill us and we may know your resurrection power in our lives. Lord, we thank you that we have the promise that we who believe in you may know eternal life. We thank you that the tomb was empty. We thank you that you gave your life for us and you rose again. May we celebrate together this Easter day, knowing your presence with us. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And we'll have the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, heaven, hallowed be your name. Your your kingdom kingdom come. come. Your Your will be done done on earth earth as as in heaven. heaven. Give us today today our daily bread. bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Malcolm and Laurie. And we're going to have our Easter Bible readings now. First reading comes from Matthew 28, verses 1 to 10. Jesus has risen. After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake For an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and, going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. 
The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples. He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Is it Maggie with the second reading? I think. Is Maggie with us? Would you like me to do it? Uh, yeah, please, Vanda, if, if Maggie's not available. Okay, the second reading is from 1 Corinthians 15 and is verses 12 to 22. But if it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? If there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised and if christ has not been raised our preaching is useless and so is your faith more than that we are then found to be false witnesses about god for we have testified about god that he raised christ from the dead but he did not raise him in fact the dead are not raised for if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Then those, and then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. If only for this life we have hope in Christ. We are to be pitied more than all men. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. His first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ. All will be made alive. Amen. Thank you. Now, I don't know if you picked up, but one of the things that I asked uh, for you to do was to bring something that reminds you of Easter to show. So if you can uh, 
show those now. We won't be able to go through them all, but it'd be good to see what you brought. What what reminds you of Easter? Ah, oh, let's put them on to that one. Hey, some cool things there. Just have a look at what everybody's brought. Have a look around. If you can get it on the screen where you've got everybody's faces, like celebrity squares. Um, if you can just have a look at what everybody's bought. There seems to be quite a lot of chocolate going on, which is great. Thank you. And uh, and some uh, love hearts and some uh, crosses. Uh, there's some flowers, some wonderful pictures there. And uh, and of course, there are some Easter eggs and there's an Easter bunny. I think I can see an Easter bunny. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, great. Thank you for that. What reminds us of Easter? Now, I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story. What reminds me of Easter? It is a Kinder Surprise egg. And why does that remind me of Easter? Well, when I was young, I always used to get a box of three of these. And uh, uh, that was one of my Easter presents. And I, I loved it. I loved uh, the Kinder Surprise egg because not only not only do you get the chocolate, but you also get a toy. Now, the great thing now is that they do huge ones. It's sort of upside down because the egg in the box is the wrong way up, but it's supposed to be that way. But the great thing is you get all that lovely chocolate and you get a Batmobile as well. How cool is that? How exciting <laughs> is that? I can't Ooh. wait. I can't wait to get that opened. And so when I was young, we didn't really uh, do Easter as a Christian celebration. We weren't uh, a Christian family at that point. And uh, so Easter for me was mostly about eggs. But the one important thing that we did do, and this was quite unusual for, for, for us, was my mum and dad used to do a bit of an Easter egg hunt around the house in the morning. And each uh, Easter egg would be hidden somewhere and there would be a clue to go and find it. And it'd be written on a little strip of paper and we'd find the clue and then we'd find the next egg and, uh, and it would be hidden somewhere and the next egg would be the next clue. And so we'd move on. But it was great. It was great. It made the day different. And it was about a surprise. It was the surprise of not knowing where the eggs are and then suddenly finding them uh, and being excited that we'd found them. I think Easter's full of surprises. It's a surprising day. Maybe because we've celebrated it, well, not all of us for 2000 years, although some perhaps have. Um, maybe we're not quite that old in, in the church yet, but but we've been celebrating it for so many years. We've lost uh, the excitement and the surprise of Easter. In the gospel reading, in Matthew's telling of the story of Easter Sunday morning, we see all sorts of surprising things, all sorts of things that you wouldn't normally expect to happen on a normal Sunday morning. The first thing that happens, which is going to get you out of bed, is a violent earthquake. Now, we don't know whether the uh, 
whether the women that went to the tomb were already out of bed at that point. But a violent earthquake, that's a surprise. You don't expect that. Even perhaps in areas maybe in the Middle East, they're more used to earthquakes. But an earthquake, that was saying something surprising is about to happen, something big and massive, something earth-changing. The second thing you don't expect and is a surprise on a, on a Sunday morning is an angel clothed in white, shining like the sun, sitting on top of the stone that's rolled away, moving his, wiggling his feet, perhaps sitting up there on top of the stone. Now, he must have been a big guy, a big angel to have moved a massive stone. So this is another surprise, a massive, huge Butch Angel sat on a tomb, moving the stone away. The third thing that we see in this surprising morning is that there was a Roman guard placed, or a guard of some sort, it may have been Roman, it may have been temple, uh, placed around uh, the tomb. These were soldiers, these were people trained for war, these were people that had seen, perhaps seen battles or been part of battles. They were people that were told they couldn't actually leave their post, that if they left their post, they would be killed for that. These battle-hardened soldiers see the angel and they faint. It says they acted like dead men. So when the women approach the tomb, can you imagine the scene? This is a surprise. There's been a violent earthquake. There's an angel sitting on top of the tomb. There are soldiers scattered all over the floor, laying down flat, not guarding the tomb. Our next surprise, the women. Women went to the tomb. It wasn't the men. It wasn't the people that you expect to be there. It wasn't kings or princes. It wasn't men. It was women. Women were the first at the tomb. Now, what can we assume from that? What can we see from that? Well, in those days, a woman's testimony was not valid or wasn't seen as valid as a man's. And yet the women were the ones trusted to be the first bearers of the good news of the resurrection of Jesus. They were sent by the angel back to uh, and by Jesus back to the uh, back to the disciples who were gathered around, probably very scared because they'd been there since the the, uh, the, the re- uh, crucifixion of Jesus. And there they were telling the men that they'd seen the risen Jesus. Again, we see in the gospel story this surprise element, the surprise that Jesus and the way he does things, his kingdom is a different way. It's an upside down way. The people who are the poor, the people that are nobodies become somebody's. Things change. And Jesus does that in our lives, too. We're different. We're changed because we've met with the risen Jesus. We who we think may be nobodies become somebody in his life. And then we have the biggest surprise of all, the empty tomb. Where's Jesus? Where could he be? The the women ask, not surprisingly, what have you done with him? The angel says, he's not here. He's risen. And this surprise, the biggest surprise of all, the place where there was supposed to be a dead body was now empty. And as they walk back away from the tomb, they're standing there is Jesus. 
risen alive with the marks of crucifixion on him, but alive again. And that surprise is the surprise that is central to our Christian faith. Because if, as Paul says, there is no resurrection, then all that we believe is useless. Most people, even non-Christian scholars, would agree that Jesus was probably a man who lived and died and possibly died on a cross. There are a lot of historical evidence for that. The sticky bit, the bit that people can't get over is the bit that goes that bit further that says on Easter day, Jesus rose again. That is faith. When we believe that, we believe that Jesus is the one. And this should give us hope for today, for the world. Perhaps for some of us, it feels today more like Easter Saturday. We have an unknowing, a difficult time. It feels more like Jesus is in the tomb because the world is upside down and difficult and there's death lurking out there. Yet what we believe is the tomb is empty. Now, lots of people we find are frightened of dying. And that's probably pretty natural. It's not always a nice way to go. But death without faith in Jesus is the end. And that's why it's so difficult. Paul says if we don't have the belief and the the truth of the resurrection in our lives, then death really is just the end. However, death with Jesus, and this is the surprise, is a new beginning. There's no need to fear it. Jesus has overcome it all. The sin and evil he banished on the cross. Death and hell and death domain. He is blasted out of the way in the resurrection. So we, those who choose to follow and believe Jesus Christ, we are promised life with him now and life with him for eternity. Now, it's not to minimise that those loved ones left behind would be sad if we passed away. However, I always think that it's better that there is a resurrection hope than no hope at all. Even for those who don't believe, there may be something that they see in a Christian in the way that they face death that brings hope. One of the hymns that we chose or songs that we chose for the playlist this week is one that I've come to really love over the last couple of years. And the words are borrowed from Paul. It's called, the the actual name of the song is called Oh Praise the Name. And it says this. Then on the third break of dawn, the son of heaven rose again. Oh, trample death, where is your sin? The angels roar for Christ the King. The angels roared for Christ the King because he was risen again. That is the surprise of the Easter story. Let's never be, let's never fail to be surprised by Easter. God in his love for us gives us his son. He dies in our place. He takes our sin. He restores our relationship with him. He breaks the power of death by rising again 
and promises the same for us and all who believe in him, even though we don't deserve it. Wow, what a surprise. That is Easter. Amen. And so we're going to have our prayers for the world. And Pam's going to lead us in those. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for another beautiful day, for the sunshine that we've had recently, for the new life we can see in the garden and around us, for the beautiful colours, for life coming back into all that we see outside. Lord, thank you for the bird song we can hear in these unusually quiet times. And Lord, as we take our exercise and go out for walks, thank you for those people that we meet who want to say hello, who want to smile, who want to communicate with us. And we thank you for those opportunities. And Lord, as well at this time, we thank you for the opportunity to maybe just reevaluate our lives as we have more time than we usually would on our hands. This morning, Lord, we are praying for our world, a world that is united today in the fight against coronavirus. We remember especially the poorer nations, the nations that don't have a health service like we do who are hungry, who have poor sanitation, who don't have proper homes and shelters. Lord, they're so vulnerable at the moment and we pray for your protection and love on these people. We think of those countries, Lord, that we see suffering the most. Italy, Spain, France, America, here. Lord, we just pray this today, on this special day, for your love, your peace, your reassurance and your hope. Lord, as well, we think of those who are homeless, those in migrant camps, those who have no safe place to go, who can't social distance, Lord, because they have nowhere they can do that. We pray you would be with them, Lord. May they know your presence. May they know your hands of love and protection around them. Lord, we think of those today who are grieving. who might have lost, lost, lost loved ones to this virus that they couldn't even visit or be with. Lord, we pray that you would ease their pain. That you would give them your peace. And that people might know your love. We pray for our governments, Lord. We thank you that Boris Johnson is getting better. We pray for all those who lead this fight. We pray you give them wisdom. Pray that you would give them the determination and strength and honesty to take us through this time. Lord, we want to thank you especially this morning for all those who are helping in this fight. For our NHS workers for our carers, 
for our lorry drivers, our food production people, our supermarkets and shops, Lord, who are making sure we can eat and drink. Lord, we thank you for them and we pray your protection and power in what they're doing. Lord, we pray for our community here. Lord, we thank you that people are, are uh, keeping to the social distancing rules and we pray that you would help us to take on that responsibility. Lord, we think of those that we might usually meet regularly and we can't meet with at the moment. Lord, we pray for your peace and your encouragement and we pray for your light in this dark situation. And Lord, we remember our friends and our family, people that we can't be with, that we would want to be with. We thank you for 8x8, for Zoom, for all the IT, Lord, that helps us to speak to and see our loved ones and our friends. And we pray through all this time, Lord, that you would keep us all in your love and keep us in your hands. And Lord, as we look at the rainbow this morning, we remember your promise, a promise of hope. God said, this is the sign of the covenant I am making between me and you and every living creature with you, a covenant for all generations to come. I have set my rainbow in the clouds and it will be the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And so we're going to turn our hearts to communion now. So if you want to get your uh, bread and your wine juice, or whatever it is, ready. And we'll share in communion together on this Easter day. And so as we come together, the table of the Lord is spread. It's for those who will come and see in broken bread and poured out wine symbols in uh, symbols of his life shed for us on the cross and raised again on the third day the risen christ is present among his people and it is here that we meet him it's for those who know him a little and long to know him more we invite all who are seeking him and all who are weary of their sin and doubt to come and share in this feast god the risen christ and the holy spirit welcome us at this table. Jesus said, I am the living bread that has come down from heaven. If anyone eats this bread, they will live forever. The bread which I shall give is my own flesh, given for the life of the world. Let's pray. Lord God, we are aware that as we come, 
that we haven't always put our trust and faith in you. Lord, help us and forgive us. Lord, we know that at times we follow their own path and not yours. Lord, help us and forgive us. Lord, we are aware that sometimes we haven't acted in the way you would want us to. With mercy, with justice, with love. Lord, help us and forgive us. And as we come to this table, we pray that you will cleanse us from all our sins. Make us new. May we know your risen life in our lives. For your sake we pray. Amen. The Apostle Paul tells us of the institution of the Lord's Supper. The tradition which I handed on to you came to me from the Lord himself. That on the night of his arrest, the Lord Jesus took bread and after giving thanks to God, broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in memory of me. In the same way, he took the cup after supper and said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Whenever you drink it, do it in remembrance of me. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let's pray. Giving thanks to God for his wonderful uh, life for us. Eternal God and Father, we offer you our praise and thanksgiving. We thank you that on this day we remember the raising to life of your son, our saviour, Jesus Christ. We thank you that you exalted him so that we might call him Lord as we offer him our allegiance and seek to share his way. We thank you that he gave his life for us on the cross that we remember in this bread and this wine. And we thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit, powerfully present in your people and your world. We thank you for the fellowship of the church, which is sharing together now. And we thank you for all the means of grace and the hope of glory that we see in the risen Christ. Living God, fill us with your spirit that as we share this bread and this wine, we may feed on the body and blood of Christ and be empowered for service in your world. Accept our prayers and thanksgiving in the name of Jesus Christ, the risen one, the light of the world and the life of your people. Amen. Jesus took the bread and broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in memory of me. Let's eat together. In the same way, he took the cup after supper and said, this cup is the new covenant sealed by my blood. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. And so we take the cup and we drink together. And so let's say together those words of triumph, recounting our Christian faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. 
Christ will come again. Let's pray. Father of all, we thank, give you thanks and praise that when we were still far off, you met us in your son and brought us home. Dying and living, he declared your love, gave us grace and opened the gate of glory. May we who share Christ's body live his risen life. We who drink his cup bring life to others. We whom the spirit lights give light to the world. Keep us firm in the hope you have set before us, so we and all your children shall be free, and the whole earth live to praise your name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. As we finish our time here, let's share the grace with one another. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Happy Easter. Happy Easter to one Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Happy Easter.